Hi, this is Ed Fitzpatrick. If you enjoy local politics as much as I do, be sure to join our friends at Rhode Island PBS for the show A Lively Experiment. Hosted by Jim Hummel, the weekly series features journalists, pundits, and politicians debating the stories and issues that matter most to us Rhode Islanders. Tune in to A Lively Experiment and be part of the conversation. Fridays at 7 p.m. on Rhode Island PBS and wherever you get your podcasts. From the Boston Globe, this is Rhode Island Report. I'm Ed Fitzpatrick. Welcome back to the podcast where we bring you big conversations from our very small state. We've heard the candidates for governor debate each other, and they're always in the news. But how well do we really know them? I decided to get a fresh perspective by spending time with them outside of the campaign trail. Earlier, I got boxing lessons from Ashley Kalis. This week, I'm playing cards with Governor Dan McKee. You've probably already seen the campaign ad. Ever since mom moved back in, we play cards. I even let him win sometimes. Mom always said it doesn't matter what card you get, it's how you play your hand. Turns out that ad was pretty true to real life. Every week, McKee and his family sit down for a card game called May I? So I stopped by to give the game a try and ask about his response to the cards he's been dealt as governor. That after this quick break. When you want to go beyond the headlines, let me recommend Rhode Island PBS Weekly. Rhode Island PBS Weekly is an award-winning news magazine broadcast that gives you the full story, powered by investigative journalism and narrative storytelling. New episodes of Rhode Island PBS Weekly drop Sundays at 7.30 p.m. on Rhode Island PBS. Watch past episodes at ripbs.org weekly. That's ripbs.org weekly. Governor Dan McKee's been playing May I with his family for years. His mother and mother-in-law picked up the game after vacationing in Florida, and now it's a tradition. My mom loves the game, and the grandkids come over, and when the Thanksgiving comes, there'll be multiple tables on the game. So McKee shows me and his campaign spokesperson, Alano O'Hare, how it's done in a conference room at his campaign headquarters. So everybody gets 11 cards. And the first hand is to be able to lay down. You have to put a set of three and a, a straight of four. And the straight has to be in the same suit. Then you play off the deck. So this is where the may I comes in. You can say may I during someone else's turn to draw from the discard pile, but they don't have to let you take it. I'll may I that. I may I that you. You can take it away from I'm me. Fine. And then that's, see, that's, that's the uh, that's cutthroat the nature of this game. That's how, how good is your mother? Oh, my mom never lets anybody win. Is that right? Oh, yeah. That wasn't just for the commercial. My mom was a very good card player. We, when I was uh, growing up with Susan, we would play pinochle with my dad and my mom, and we would we'd play very competitive, very competitive. I remember when we were seniors in college, we uh, played a game and up to maybe 11 wins over, like, multiple weekends, and, uh, and the loser owed a, a lobster dinner. What's, the, what's similar and different between running a campaign for governor and cards? Well, this is more polite. You say, may I, right? Yeah. There's not as many as attack ads. Well, this is a lot more fun. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. Yeah, this is a lot more fun. It will take skill, though. 
All right, I'm, I'm trying to get a straight, but I can't even come close to a straight. By the way, if jokers, did you leave the jokers in? Mm -mm. Oh, yeah, the jokers should be in because that's a big part of the game. Want me to put them in? So where's your jokers? Because jokers are wild. They're wild? Oh. Oh. And you love having jokers. I notice in the ad that your mother talks about you, you've got to uh, play the cards that you're dealt. Mm -hmm. You always make it seem like you were dealt a bad set of cards when you became governor. But just to be devil's advocate, I mean, you know, you came in when the pandemic was starting to ease, businesses were opening, you know, you got $2 billion in federal money. What do, you, what do you say to those who would say you were dealt a good hand? Oh, hand? I agree. Uh, yeah. Come on, please, take a look at where it was. We were the lowest vaccinated state in the country. We had 90,000 doses on the shelf. I don't understand why people don't understand the circumstances. I don't think they really look back in the same way as they look forward. You, do so, you make things look easy, and all of a sudden it wasn't there. 90,000 doses on the shelf. That's true. We were the lowest vaccinated state in the country. That's true. We had one of the highest death rates in the country. That's true. One of the highest, uh, highest infection rates in the country. And we weren't open. Our economy was not open. Our small business and our businesses didn't know whether they were going to open up or not in March of 2021. And we had to work hard to actually change the, the, the game plan so they actually did open up. So the thought process, this is, this is part of the folklore, right? And sometimes when you get to the and if you want to solve a mystery, you go to the end of the book and you know how it ends. But if you have to work through the entire process and you, and you do really well at it, then everybody takes their position just like you just did. It, Wouldn't it have been harder if you were governor right from the outset when it all starts to hit Rhode Island? Yeah, I think that the unknown there was larger, but the unknown was no, big, no different uh, than when I walked in. You had uh, Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott endorsing your opponent in the primary right before Election Day. You know, the, is that what you're talking about with the pushback? You, you did get some criticism no. for your handling of the, that stage of the pandemic. All I know is that we're the best vaccinated state in the country right now. That's all I care about. I don't care about personalities in terms of internal discussions of how you got there. We are the fastest opening economy in the Northeast right now. I don't, why wouldn't you put value in that, Ed? Tell me, why wouldn't you put value in that? Our schools were like in a hybrid, virtual, in or out, masks on, families concerned about the safety of their kids. No teachers, were, the teachers weren't a priority to vaccinate. Please go back and think about where we were and where it was being reported at the time. Just because now we vaccinated 90% of the teachers when no one was gonna vaccinate the teachers when I walked in, no one was willing to open up a small business when I walked in, so the notion that somehow this folklore, that somehow that, you know, it's, it's, now that frustrates me. Like somebody playing the wrong card in the May I, right? I mean, it is frustrating for that story to be told, described that way when we all live through an state of emergency that we've never seen before, right? And then when you talk about the schools, look, you've never been in the schools I've started, right? Have you walked into a mayoral academy before? Blackstone Valley Prep, I've been up there, yeah. yeah. I know education better than anybody that's ever sat in my seat. I'm the only one who's opened up schools. Achievement First, the same thing. The schools in Woonsocket on the, on the Rise Prep, same thing. Excel Academy is opening up because of the work I did. Teacher of America is in the state of Rhode Island because of the work I did. 
I don't think that necessarily that everybody's paying close attention to the skill that it takes to take you from where you were when I walked in to where we are today. The McKee administration has faced scrutiny, including an FBI investigation, over a multi-million dollar contract that was in part for municipal education centers, such as the one he championed as mayor of Cumberland. Legislative committees conducted hearings into whether a company that received the contract had an unfair advantage because of its ties to McKee. So I asked him for an update. If you get a full four-year term, will you get back to the idea of having municipal education centers in other, par other parts of the state? All the nonsense is going around in that circle. All the nonsense um, is all politics. That's all it is. That's all it is. So we, I, haven't, I haven't changed direction. I put $47 million in the budget to open up municipal centers throughout the state of Rhode Island. We have 29 applications right now. As we start educating people about the learning, learning recovery, they're going to do it. And then we're going to make sure that they do three things with that money. Is one is they're going to show how we're going to uh, improve outcomes in reading and math. Otherwise, they're not getting the money. For all our kids, by the way, parochial school kids, private school kids, homeschool kids, charter school kids, mayoral academy, district school. So there's $47 million in the budget, 29 applicants to open municipal learning centers around the state? Yeah, the, the, they have to do uh, learning, they have to do jobs, and they have to do health. So all three of those things need to be dealt with to meet the federal standards to use the money, and then all three of those things have to meet my standard in terms of releasing those dollars. So we're not, we're not backing off anything about what I know need to be done. You're talking about the nonsense. I, I guess you're talking about your, your opponent is hammering you over the FBI investigation. You, it looks like we're going to go to Election Day without hearing the results of that. I know the results of that. I've already told you the results of that. What are the results of that? Nothing. That, have they finished their investigation? No, I, that's that's you that. I know personally what it is. So it's, a, it's really, it's really, look. You don't know. The, the Attorney General, when he was asked publicly, about the tactic of what they're trying to do or try to convince people of things that aren't true about me, he's called it unfair. She's dishonest. The people who are reporting this that are trying to shape it in such a way to make people believe things that aren't true, they're being dishonest. Period. Is there going to be a point, though, where the U.S. attorney or the FBI or someone says, we've concluded our investigation, we've been no found nothing? I have no idea. Go call them. Didn't you want them to before Election Day? Go call them. I don't control what I don't control. Ask them. Narona's answered the question. The attacks during this campaign are nothing but politics. People who are making the attacks are unfair, they're dishonest, and one of the words is shameful. And so when you talk about the work that I've done and then categorize me in a category like that, um, it's all about politics. I want you to make sure you hear me, and, I, and, and this is supposed to be a piece that is, that is uh, you know, somewhat of a positive piece. I'm not looking for anybody to question what I just said, and that's what I get over and over again, right? Exa oh, there's, a, a, there's this, and there's that. I'll go with the Attorney General, who, by the way, is supporting my campaign, as he is the other candidates, endorsed candidates, as well as the state police supporting my campaign, the FOP supporting my campaign. I don't know whether that means anything to you, but it certainly means a lot to me. Sure, and, yeah, and this isn't meant to be positive or negative. I wanted to talk about what we're, you know, see about the card game, but also ask you about the issues you're facing in this race. Here's another issue 
The state's not planning to release the student scores from the Rhode Island Comprehensive Assessment System, or RICAS test, until after the election. McKee's opponent, Ashley Kalis, is calling on McKee to release the results immediately. My colleague, columnist Dan McGowan, agrees. What you make of Dan McGowan's column? He said, Governor, you should release the damn RICAS scores. Like, it, it, why, if they were good, you wouldn't hold on to them after Election Day. Yeah, but that's accusatory, right? And, and I'm tired of this. So for the last two or three weeks, there's been a big effort to show that somehow I was holding cards that I, that, you know, that I wasn't willing to share. I don't have the scores. How clearer can I be than that? Yeah, the governor, can you make them come out before Election Day? Do you want to see that? They don't have the scores in the condition that they said. What, I don't understand what, what we don't get about this. All right? Last year, July 25th, the data was given to ride. 62 days later, follow this, please. 62 days later, the information was made public. Did anybody complain about that time frame last year? One person. Tell me one person that complained about that time frame last year. Did you complain about that time frame last year? Actually, according to the State Education Department, Rhode Island received the test scores last year on August 25th. This year, they got the data on September 12th. It's only come out after the election days in, no, a, in, a, in election uh, years. That's a bad argument. You know, and I know we're supposed to be playing cards here, but you're really rolling this into an area where I'm concerned about how you're going to report this. So the fact of the matter is, did, did you complain about the 62 days last year? Just want to let you know. Did you complain about the 62 days last year? No, I'm uh, you, um, did you complain about the 62 days last year? Do you think that you can go to the calendar and change dates? 62 days, no problem. Came out October 28th. They get the information on September 12th. 62 days later, just happens to be after November 8th. What is the difference in the time schedule? It wasn't a problem with you last year. Was it a problem with anybody involved in the campaign last year, whether they were working against me or not? No. You either believe Ride or you don't. Ride has the information on September 12th. There was a big effort last week to show that I, you know, somehow was incorrectly giving information. I'm worried about the storyline that you're ready to, the ready to report. That's actually a question. You, you can control the answers. You can't control the questions. I mean, I, I think you've answered the question. Well, it'd be interesting how you report it. Back to Dan McGowan. Yes. Tell him to report it correctly. And then I'll answer What's the question. What's the correct? No, I don't the want to go correct is information came July 25th. It's reported about the date was later last year. It was, but you got the information later. He thinks that you as the chief executive of the state of Rhode Island could make it happen if you wanted to. I'm telling you that's not true. Okay, you've answered the question then. Um, I just wanted to end with, if you're elected to a four-year term, what's the first thing you're going to do? I'm going to keep on doing the work I'm doing every day. Yeah, for already though for the next four years. 2030.com. Go to this site. You'll see. I, I, never, there's a million things in 2030. What is your priority? What, what, you want to get elected. You want to be in there for four more years to do what? We're going to implement that plan. And the budget is going to reflect that plan. And we're going to invest in all our communities in the state of Rhode Island, whether it's in Galilee or Quonset or Pawtucket, or whether it's in downtown Providence or his learning center up in Woonsocket. The groundwork has already been laid down, right? The work has already been done. 
And we're not going to change direction. We're going to continue with the plan. And it's a good plan. And it's going to raise people's incomes. And we're going to raise people's uh, health quotients. And we'll raise people's education. Uh, there's not one thing that, if, if somebody thinks there's one silver bullet that drives the issue. Well, I'm asking what gets you excited. If you're a governor the next four years, what's the thing you want to achieve? I've kind of outlined that. We're going to raise people's incomes. Well, I think that the governor won the game. No, I don't think I did, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, who, who, who do we uh, give the win to here? Maybe it was a tie. Governor, thank you very much for taking the time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the card game. Thanks for dealing us in. Yes. <laughs>I'm Ed Fitzpatrick. Next week, I'll be joined by Dan McGowan and Jim Hummel for a special analysis of the election. See you then. to binge watch all your favorite PBS shows, you need Rhode Island PBS Passport, Masterpiece, Antiques Roadshow, Rhode Island PBS Weekly, and many more. Watch them all anytime and from any streaming device. Learn more about this member benefit at ripbs.org passport. That's ripbs.org passport.